Welcome to Wrestling With Heart, a podcast looking at pro wrestlers giving back to their community. Join me, Stanley Carr, as I interview wrestling's hottest names who use their platforms as entertainers to raise awareness and do community service. They said I needed to come back, so I did. And then, you know, it just kind of exploded. And so suddenly, you know, a couple of years into this, you know, I've sold out a couple of batches of Lucky Pierre t-shirts and, uh, you know, things are going very well and I got a following and, you know, getting booed out of most buildings, but I've got my own little fan club. And then we get on TV and one of my partners says to me, there's no, you, you can't do that. And I said, do what? I can't go on TV. Of course. I can. He said, no, no, I don't care if you do that. He said, but you cannot go on TV as Lucky Pierre. I said, well, why not? He said, do you know what that means? And I said, yeah, it was the Joker's lawyer on Batman. No. Yeah, he was. He was played by Pierre Salinger, who was press secretary to the White House. And, you know, his real name was Pierre. And so, okay, well, that may be true. It is true. It's not all it means. I said, okay, what else does it mean? And he said, have you ever heard of Urban Dictionary? And I said, uh-oh. Because although I did not know what it meant, I sure knew what Urban Dictionary was. And I know that if it's in Urban Dictionary, it's not good. No. <laughs> no. And I'm not going to go into what it is. If people are listening and they want to look it up on their own, that's up to them. I might advise you not to. But uh, I said, oh, gosh, no. No, 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 no. I said, okay, didn't know it. Uh, I'm okay with the fact that I didn't know it. But I'd like to know how in the blue hell you knew that. And uh, so I called Bert and said, yeah, I'm not going on TV as Lucky Pierre. And so we came up with Lucky P. Larson. It's so there's pro- your answer. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. You know, it's professional sounding. Yeah, yeah. It's professional so, sounding. It works. And, the you know, who knows? Maybe the P still stands for Pierre. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a good way of shortening it. I mean, yeah. it obviously sticks with the brand and you've got a yeah. following and it's taken off. I mean, you're, you're That's all over very the, true. Yeah. You're all over the country, you know, manager extraordinaire and you've, t- you know, you've won championships. Uh, 29 of them. In 29. Count. I've managed many, many champions who have won a belt and then I manage them, but I don't count them because I was not there when they won, but I have okay. led many challengers to the ring who have sure. won championships sure. And, you know, I may or may not have been accused of assisting them in winning it. I, you know, I don't remember that, but, uh, you know, it's, so it's, yeah. It's the great, the great heel mindset of, you know, win if you can, but always cheat. <laughs> win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. That's right. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's correct. Yeah. Who, so who are like some of your influences as a manager, like who you idolize? Uh, well, I think that on the mic, since promos are a very large part of what I do, uh, I think there's nobody greater than Paul Heyman. Um, I also, as far as a manager, uh, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, who I'm fortunate that I know very well. Um, and uh, I, <laughs> I have an interesting video of him in my office where uh, he said, wait, this is a dentist? I thought this was a dentist's office. You're a lawyer? No, I mean, he's a great guy. Um, you know, uh, Jim Cornette. I mean, what, you know, when I was growing up, every heel had a manager, every, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, there was, there was, uh, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Slick, Freddie Blassie, Johnny Valiant, 
J.J. Dillon, Oliver Humperdinck, Mr. Fuji, uh, you know, everybody had a manager. And, and I've met most of them. Yeah. The only, the only ones I didn't meet, didn't meet Freddie Blassie. Uh, but I've met Slick, met Bobby Heaton several times. I met Mr. Fuji. Uh, didn't meet Paul Bear. Met Jimmy Hart, obviously, many times. I met Johnny Valiant. Met J.J. Dillon many times. Met Jim Cornette and his tennis racket. So, yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've met most of the managers. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I enjoy talking to them, picking brains, yes. learning. Yeah. That's what you got to do. I mean, do you feel in today's mainstream wrestling scene, and I'm talking about the independence, I'm talking about the mainstream wrestling scene, do you feel like the art of the manager is Absolutely. gone? Absolutely. I knew that's what you're going to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I, you know, I mean, you look at WWE now, most heels don't have managers. Uh, and, you know, Paul Heyman is more a spokesman than a manager. Yes. He rarely gets involved. Uh, but, you know, he does so with his facial expressions and, and, you know, what he says. But, yeah, I mean, managers, it's so rare to have one. And I think that, and I'm not just saying this because I am one. I'm saying this because I've watched them for so long. I think they add to the match. You know, A, it gives the crowd someone else to get into or to blame or to yell at or argue with. Uh, it gives them something else to watch. It gives an adds another element to the story line. You know, it, you never know what's going to happen at any given moment. You got to keep your eye on him too. Uh, you know, it, it, or her, the, the, or yeah, him, her, whoever the, the wrestler in the mm -hmm. ring has to keep an eye out also. I mean, so I, I yeah I mean there's a lot that can be done with a manager that can't be done without a manager. No. Uh what do you feel the reason behind the decline of the managers is? I think probably one reason is now the ability to talk is so important that most people, you know, don't use a manager because they talk for themselves. You know, I mean, back in the day, some of these people who had managers were great talkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Paul Orndorff could cut a good interview, you know, but he was with Bobby Heenan all the time uh, when he was a heel. You know, uh, Rick Rude was with Bobby Heenan and Rick Rude could cut a tremendous promo. But then again, you know, people like Jake Roberts, you know, Jake Roberts, one of the greatest promo men of all time. You have to go way back to when he was in the original Legion of Doom and was managed by Paul Ellering to have him with a manager, you know? So, I mean, the road warriors had a manager and my gosh, could they cut promos, but most people, when they had a manager, let the manager do the talking for them. So, Absolutely. For sure. Um, and a lot of people in the independence can't talk. Really? And that's Yes. Wow. There are some that, that do. I mean, I've worked with, I've been in the locker room with, you know, a number of people that have moved on, uh, to bigger and better things uh stacks channing lauren wwe nxt was the mother lover jake tucker in usa championship wrestling mm -hmm. blake christian was in usa championship wrestling for a few years now he's blowing up all over the place mm -hmm. so you know toby farley is getting noticed dylan mcqueen uh is was in usa for quite a while so yeah i mean you know the the stars of of tomorrow are in the independence today because everybody had to start somewhere. Not everybody is Ronda Rousey who can walk into the main event. Oh uh, yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. 
Yeah, nowadays it's the the box office draws right. versus the the whole product. I feel like that's kind of the thing. And do you feel like that's hurt wrestling or helped wrestling? What I think the biggest thing that has hurt wrestling, and and I've maintained this, I firmly believe this, uh, is not necessarily what people refer to as the death of kayfabe, nor because we would never have had an interview like this twenty years ago, right? Uh, nor do I think it's the spoilers on the internet uh, or modern technology. I think the biggest problem in wrestling, in mainstream wrestling, is the glut of pay-per-views. And the reason I think that is because back when I started watching it, you know, and you had WrestleMania, that was it. And you had a year to build a storyline, to build emotion. Then it went, you know, they added the the Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Okay, you had four big pay-per-views. You still had three months to build storylines, build emotion, build angles, bring in the fans. And now you got a pay-per-view every three weeks. Mm -hmm. And you're putting matches in on Friday, announcing matches on a Friday for a pay-per-view on Sunday. You know, with no storyline, no buildup, no angles, and and no emotion. And I think that takes away from it. You know, people who can do 450 splashes off the top rope into a Canadian destroyer through a table, you know, that's certainly acrobatic talent. I'm not taking it away. I, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. But but I would rather see a really emotion-filled storyline than I would a bunch of high spots. That's just me. Yeah, and I know that, you know, there are a lot of people who want to see the high spots. And that's fine. You can have a match of high spots. I mean, that's basically what, you know, ladder matches are. You know, obviously you're, you're not going to have, you know, Savage Steamboat in a ladder match. Right. You know, that's when people go through tables and, and ladders and whatever. But for me, you know, I would rather a storyline that I'm emotionally invested in that I want to see. Yes. And I, you know, this guy really hates that guy. And, and that's why, and, yeah. and I, you know, he can't wait to get his hands on him rather than, oh yes. And this Sunday on pay-per-view pay your money to watch these two guys wrestle for no real reason. And mm -hmm. by the way, they've wrestled 700 times on TV already. Yeah. There was one city that we did shows in uh, around Nashville. It was outside Dixon called Burns. And we actually stopped going there with USA because for some reason, the people in that town all rooted for me. It was it was something else. I mean, I was with uh, Christian James and we got in the ring and he looked at me and he said in a more colorful way of saying it, uh, are we the baby faces here? And I said, if you're with me, you are. I don't know why. I mean, there were people who turned their backs, literally turned their backs on like the most beloved baby faces in the company. There were signs against all of them you know i got standing ovations I, it was it was something and bert said yeah we're not coming back here <laughs> and then then he told me he said you know look you got to do something to turn these people because too many people are rooting for you and it's messing things up and so i went on tv and told my old fan club to go to hell <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to stay a villain you yeah. just have to you know one minute they cheer you and then you got them right. Yeah, in the I mean, you know, they, when you, they, do it. you know, it, it's it's cool to root for the bad guys, I guess. Mm -hmm. But you know, if if everybody's rooting for you, then are you really the bad guy anymore? Yeah, it's like 
when it's harder, I feel like nowadays to have good guys because everybody knows so much about you and it's the, the form it's kind of formulaic, I guess you kind of have to find reasons to get behind somebody, you know, I think of the underdog thing, but that can only work so many times too. Yeah. Because if you constantly lose, eventually people are going to give up on you. That's right. And it's got, you kind of have to, it's, you know, dancing, you have to have the right dance partner. You have to be Absolutely. The, the lead that, that, and the follower and everything. That's why I think Piper is so underrated because if it wasn't for Piper, Hogan would never have been what he was. Absolutely. Just like the Iron Sheik says, without Iron Sheik, no Hulkamania. That's right. I mean, that guy, that guy is without a doubt, one of the funniest people on planet earth. You oh, know, I, I don't know yeah. if he writes his own tweets or not, but my gosh, when, when like, you know, they announced that we were in a recession a few months ago, Iron Sheik immediately put out a tweet that said the Hulk Hogan's hair has been in a recession for 30 years. I mean, I just, I love him. He's hilarious, man. He really yeah. is. One of the best heels of all time. Talk about. Yeah. And know, now beloved. Yeah. Villains you love to hate. Yeah. Really is. So favorite person to manage and why? Uh, Well, it depends what that question means. I mean, obviously, for its own reasons, managing Katie Lee was always always fun. Sure, but because uh, I could just stand there and watch her wrestle. Um, but uh, as far as you know, managing a big name, you know, I, I have been fortunate to manage a few of them. I think managing Scott Steiner and managing Rhino were both really special uh occasions that i got yeah. to do um you know both of them wrestled lawler both of them lost mm -hmm. um uh so did tommy rich so did doug gilbert so did the moondog so did jeremy moore so did carlito so did yeah well anyway it doesn't matter yeah I, I, someday sure. i'll beat lawler yeah uh but actually tommy rich beat him but the next day on tv burt reversed it just so oh, i wow. could say it just so i could really? say i've never beaten him um, but so managing the big names is always, you know, an honor, uh, as far as long-term programs, uh, man, I, there was a guy who now lives in New York, Kevin Zion, and I managed him for a while. And, uh, that was, we had our, we had very good chemistry. Kevin and I are, are and remain good friends. Uh, Bam Bam Bundy is another guy I've managed off and on for several years, including at the gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina for three years running and uh it's always fun managing him and of course mike rapata as the joker it's always fun managing him i mean the joker and i you know do well together uh christian james is a lot of fun in the ring uh, he doesn't wrestle much anymore and uh you know of course the people i manage now are are always my favorites whoever i'm managing now is my favorite if there's anybody that's wrestling uh whether it's for WWE or AEW, if you could pick one of those guys to manage, who would it be? <sighs> well, that's an interesting question. You know, nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, and this is a current wrestler rather right. than like right. of all yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, and I'm also friends with him. I think he's uber, uber talented. And who knows, it may work out that I do manage him someday, but Jay Lethal. Mm. Um, I think he's just phenomenally talented. He's funny too. Oh, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, in in WWE, 
I think, you know, and again, they're to the point where they don't need managers, yeah. obviously. But uh, I think getting to work with uh, Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins would be very educational. Oh, man, that laugh that Seth does, that oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just... Yeah, just it's not bad. Yeah. It's 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 just it cracks me up every time I watch. Of course, you every know, time I if, watch if, it. if if however, you know, somebody stuck me with, you know, Liv Morgan, I wouldn't be opposed either. So. No, no. There's a lot of great talent out there today, you know, in the mainstream promotions uh, you know, get, and you and I both went to WrestleMania this year, right? You were in Dallas? I've, yeah, I've been Dallas? other than the other than the one that nobody went to. And then the one the year after that, where it was kind of half hearted and, and, you know, yeah. the conventions were all behind plexiglass and masks and said, it's not worth it. Yeah. Other than those two, I've been to the last 10. That was an incredible, incredible event. I mean, AT&T stadium was packed like oh, to yeah. the roof and, uh, to see Stone Cold wrestle like after all these years was was a true highlight and getting to meet a bunch of those guys like, you know, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, uh, Tori Wilson, the Bella Twins, and just seeing like a wide array of people, uh, larger than life characters and personalities. It was just, I was like in, yeah, was like in been, Disney World pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've met, gosh, probably, you know, well into the over a thousand wrestlers. Uh, and like I said, I've been very fortunate that I've been able, thanks to Lanny and uh, another wrestler who I won't name, I've been able to get into three WrestleMania after parties, you know, as a guest. And so I've gotten to meet a lot of people through that. Uh, I've only been nervous one time asking to take a picture with somebody and to talk to them. And that's because their last name was McMahon. But other other than that, you know, I'm pretty comfortable talking to people. Yeah. We definitely seem like you've got the, you know, you got the pedigree, you got the skills, you got the talent and you've been, you know, look at you, you, you combine two uh, of your loves or of your, you know, your careers into one and, and, and look at you now. It's, it's amazing. And they're, and they're symbiotic really, because like I said, I think being a, a lawyer helps me do, both promos and color commentary, which I do for a couple different TV shows, SICW in uh, out of St. Louis with Herb Simmons and uh, Tennessee Championship Wrestling. Uh, I also manage in PWA, Pro Wrestling Alliance. Uh, you know, I'm at RWE every so often in Grubbs, Arkansas. I've been at RWF in uh, around Nashville. Tap. I've been to Swag. I've uh, been to the Gathering. You know, I've been all over and so being a lawyer helps me do that and i think being in wrestling helps me as a lawyer because that's what i get business from it so definitely yeah. why do you feel passionate about helping the community as an attorney as a lawyer i have always maintained that you know the people in wrestling you know yeah i'm involved in wrestling but i'm not and i've taken bumps you know like i said i've gone through all the things that i've had happen to me uh, you know, I'm still washing the worm taste out of my mouth from when the boogeyman covered me. Uh, but uh, I'm not the one in the ring. Con now, I have been in the ring. You know, I've had a few matches. 
if you want to call them that. But, uh, you know, obviously I'm not a trained wrestler and I don't take the bumps that these guys do all day, every day. And they have entertained me and so many people for so many years, uh, you know, put their bodies on the line. If I can do something to help them, you know, I would. When when Daphne was involved uh, in litigation, you know, I, I found out who was her main lawyer. I contacted them and offered to help. I said, I, you don't even need to pay me. I just want to be involved. I want to help her. That's how I got to know her. And she and I became close friends. And she even mentioned me by name on one of her DVDs and in her shoot interviews as, you know, one of her lawyers and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I try to help the people who, you know, are involved and, and entertain us. Like I said, you never know what somebody's going through. No, you really don't. And the fact that you've, you know, lent, you know, lent a hand and you've been able to do so much for the world of wrestling and for, you know, the outside world, the, <laughs> the world, yeah, you I know, mean, the world of lucky lawyer. Would, yeah. Lucky wouldn't spit on you if you were on fire unless, you know, it would benefit him, but, but, you know, I would. <laughs> you have to do what you got to do to yeah. just, you know, but, uh, so yeah, you had mentioned you've got some shows coming up. Uh, where can people find you on social media? All right, so you can go to uh, Lucky P. Larson Esquire, Manager to the Stars on Facebook. We just hit 3,500 followers, which blows my mind, uh, and and growing. We're getting a new batch of T-shirts that say, shut up, you might learn something, with my little face in my briefcase. Uh, sold out of those, but people want them, so we're making more. In fact, one of the, the highlights of, of my career, if you want to call it that, was when I was at a convention and Ernest the Cat Miller uh, wanted one of my T-shirts and someone came up to me and said, yeah, Ernest Miller wants to know how much your shirts are. So I went up to Ernest Miller and I said, excuse me, sir, uh, Cat, you wanted my T-shirt? He said, yeah, how much? I said, for you, you wear it and <laughs> let me take a picture with you. And so, you know, he... So yeah, it's a cool looking t-shirt, I think. Uh, so yeah, the Lucky P. Larson Esquire on Facebook is probably the best way to find me. The Legion of Lucky also has its own Facebook page. It's also got its own YouTube channel with a lot of my stuff. Uh, SICW, every week they put up a new episode and I'm not only the manager of the Dogtown Underground there, but I'm also the color commentator and People, for some reason, seem to despise me there. I don't know why. But anyway, um, you know, TCW, Tennessee Championship Wrestling, PWA. I'd say those are the three places I manage the most right now. PWA, Pro Wrestling Alliance in uh, Nashville area, Gladeville, Tennessee. Tennessee Championship Wrestling uh, in West and Middle Tennessee. And then SICW, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, which technically is in East Carondelet, Illinois but it's close enough to St. Louis that I call it St. Louis. Well, Pete, uh, this has been a, an incredible time and we could be here talking about wrestling and yes, for days. Yeah. For days. Totally. And uh, I just want to say it means a lot to me to have you come on and uh, you're more than welcome to come back. Anytime. I certainly enjoy it. All right. Just remember, shut up. You might learn something. This is Wrestling With Heart. I hope you found this podcast to be informative and entertaining. If you did, please hit the subscribe button and look out for the next edition.